The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. Joining us online, the governor of the state of Vermont, Governor Phil Scott. Good morning, Governor. Uh, good morning, Kurt. Good morning, Anthony. How are you this morning, sir? Uh, busy, busy, like uh, it's been for the last you know, five, six weeks, but um, we're getting through it. This is the second major crisis, along with all the other issues that you face as governor over these over these number of years. Um, where do we stand with flood with the flood right now? We know this has been an event that's not been a single day event, but that's been ongoing. Where do we stand right now? Yeah, we're still obviously monitoring uh, the initial initial storm and uh, the effects of that, and we're transitioning towards recovery. Uh, but uh, but we still have a lot of debris to pick up. We have a lot of issues uh, that we're facing. A lot of uh, displaced folks from. Um, their mobile home parks and, and from their houses and so forth in areas like Barry uh, in particular. Uh, so, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's coming from all sides, uh, but we need to transition out of this and, and recover and start welcoming people back in, making sure that people know we're open for business here as well, because there were many, like Irene, there was, there's many parts of the state that weren't uh, affected and uh, and we rely on tourism, so we want to make sure that we're ready, uh, willing, and able to uh, welcome them into the state. And, Governor, when you mentioned Barry, I mean, I know that there were articles written uh, about some Barry officials feeling like that Montpelier was getting more attention than they were just a few miles down the road. Um, did you... Uh, did you hear about that from Barry officials, and, and do you think there was anything to that? Well, we really didn't. Um, Barry did things a little bit different, and, uh, and they, uh, they were affected dramatically. When you look at the debris removal, for instance, uh, and you look at the comparison, we, we've, already, uh, we've already accumulated and picked up about uh, almost 6,000 tons of debris, which you know, equates about 12 million pounds. Uh, and out of that, uh, 1,634 tons to date uh, came from Montpelier. Uh, 3,800 came from Barry. Uh, so it's twice the amount of debris uh, that we've removed. So that tells you a little bit about uh, what they are facing. But we didn't we didn't hear directly from um, from officials in in Barry. I know there was a, a couple of legislators that were uh, were. Um, we're voicing their opinion, but but for the most part, um, Barry uh, had a plan in place and uh, did a great job in, in trying to get back. And uh, we had many teams there and trying to work uh, through that. Our agency of transportation is located in Barry now as well. So, um, in fact, they, they took a day and uh, and had a volunteer effort and went, it was like, uh, I think, 180 of them. Uh, that uh, that went out and, and helped Barry residents uh, clean up some of the the muck and and so forth uh, in in the in the city. So I, I think it's been a great group effort, and we've uh, we continue to learn from these experiences. But uh, it's different uh, than Irene, but, uh, but a lot of similarities as well. And uh, how about down in Addison County? Uh, my old stomping ground and Anthony's old stomping ground. We both. Uh we're born and grew up. Uh, obviously, 
the second stage of the flood hit more recently where Addison County got just pummeled. And I know you're trying to get some federal relief there. Uh, where do we stand with that? Because I know that there was a time frame where you got federal help and this sort of fell outside that timeline. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little, it's complicated. Um, so bear with me a bit. Um, most counties, mo- I think uh, most counties in Vermont uh, receive public assistance. Um, and that, and I'm, when I say most, I think it's uh, 12 out of the 14 counties uh, are receiving public assistance from the initial flooding. So every, all the uh, entities, you know, roads and public buildings and any public assets uh, are getting covered by FEMA. It was the individual assistance uh, that not everyone met the threshold. And that's where we were working so hard uh, to try to get people to report their damage in Addison County because they were the last county that we could see that was really going to be affected. Uh, and it was just by a boundary, you know, it was by a zip code. And uh, it was, it's unfortunate because, you know, you had a devastation within, on, in both counties within a half mi- mile of each other. But because of a because of a border, um, a county line, uh, they weren't covered for individual assistance. But public assistance, everyone was covered. So that was they FEMA just decided they were closing um, that period. Um, so it closed as of uh, July 17th, uh, which is another area of dispute uh, where we're saying that, you know, we continue to have uh, torrential downpours after the 17th, right up through into August. Um, so we're going to uh, ask them to reopen that. Um, but on top of that, uh, as you said, in August, early August uh, in particular, many areas of the state, Addison County, Rutland County, uh, were pummeled uh, with uh, with high amounts of rain and suffered more damage. Uh, so that's outside of that period. And, uh, and, and so we're looking to see if we can reach another uh, declaration threshold. Uh, so ask for another period. Because typically what FEMA does is it's a one event, one storm system event uh, that, that determines how much is covered. And I understand that. During Irene, it was one event. It was Irene. Uh, here, uh, we experience like five or six storm systems within a eight to nine day period. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just continual on, but they were different systems. They weren't all the same system. So this is just part of their regulation, part of their structure, part of what Congress has asked for. Um, so it's their rules and they have to abide by them and we'll, we'll appeal it and hopefully make our case. Well, I think that's that's part of uh, how things have changed. I think FEMA um, hopefully uh, sees that you know these are these ongoing events um, are like a single event, but like you said, over nine days. I mean, we're still experiencing every time it rains uh, landslides uh, and and things that really are part and part of the the storm. It's just been this long, slow pull. Yeah, you know, we see that in, in Barrie in particular. There are a number of areas where we've seen uh, fractures uh, in in uh, the, the ground and the slope, um, and and there's depressions now. And you know, it's just a matter of time now. Nothing. There there has been some slope failures. Uh, there was at least uh, one or two homes that were affected by that in Barrie. but there are a number of other fractures that we're watching and, and monitoring. Um, because it could be the next storm where the water gets in, 
um, and it creates a slurry down below, a separation of soils, and then you have a, a slide. Uh, and so is that counted as the initial from the initial um, failure and the initial rains, or is this a new event? And, and that's where, you know, we'll, we'll do our best uh, to make our case, uh, but I think they're all connected to the initial, the initial uh, storm uh, where the ground, grounds are so saturated um, that cause a lot of the other failures along the way, whether it's obstruction in culverts and, and, and bridges and so forth uh, that created this domino effect um, and that uh, continues to hamper our efforts today. All right, well, let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Yes, good morning. Uh, Governor, the, in the, the small Addison County town that I'm in, the problems, you know, continue with the roads and flooding. We Now everything's so wet that yeah. we get an inch of rain, then the roads we fixed two, fixed two days ago are washed out again. So should towns be tracking this? Um, I mean, it continues today every time it rains. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the issue. And, yes, they should be continuing uh, to report and keep in touch with us because uh, – we're going to make our case again to FEMA, and, and if not to FEMA, uh, to our congressional delegation for a supplemental uh, bill uh, to give us relief so that we can take care of these things. So, yes, I would, uh, I would ask that anyone from uh, Addison County in particular, but other counties as well, if you, if you have damage, continue to report it. All right. That was a good question. Let's go to the next line. Good morning. You're live on The Morning Drive. Good morning. Uh, I was uh, curious, uh, you know, when the governor proposed his budget, uh, he had put in some transportation funding so that Vermont could leverage a lot of the federal funds that are available. And unfortunately, the Democratic supermajority rejected the governor's proposal. And I'm curious to know, you know, uh, does that leave us in a worse position trying to deal with some of the things that FEMA is not going to cover because uh, we're not drawing down those transportation funds? Yeah, great question. And uh, but I, I will say, uh, what a lot of what was included in the budget that I vetoed, um, there was there was some portions of that uh, that were actually really good. And uh, and part of that was when I asked the legislature uh, to uh, prioritize um, some of the the money that we were going to receive in the future and put aside match money. Uh, so that we could leverage that uh, that federal money in the future um, so that we didn't have to go and, and worry about where it was going to come from. Um, they agreed with that. So that was included in, in the budget that they overrode, um, and, and I'm happy for it. It was something that I asked for, and uh, and it was one of the highlights, uh, the bright spots of the legislative session. So that money is secure. Uh, we've set aside match money uh, so that we can get through any economic storm uh, and otherwise, uh, but it's, it's set aside just to match uh, those federal monies because it's like a, in some cases, it's a, like a 12 to 1 match. Uh, pretty good. I mean, we get uh, $12 for every dollar we invest uh, from a state. So uh, pretty good return, rate of return there. So we, uh, we fought hard for that. Uh, they, uh, they, in the end, they agreed and uh, we were able to keep that in. So that's, uh, that's good news. All right, let's go to the next line. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive with Governor Phil Scott. Hi, good morning, Governor. You know, us listeners to the, the show have heard over the past few months from the Burlington Police Chief and the South Burlington Police Chief 
where they've had people with 50, 60, 70 contacts with the police and turned back out onto the streets to commit more crimes. What is it going to take to get the, get you to start looking at the Sarah George, the obvious problem with the, with these people being released, like Governor DeSantis did in Florida? We can't wait till somebody gets hurt before we do something. I mean, it's pretty obvious this woman is just releasing people on the streets because she doesn't believe in incarceration, leaving us out in the open. Thank you. And, of course, Governor, there's a difference. Uh, you don't have the ability to remove a state's attorney, right? Correct. It's, it's a little bit different here in, in Vermont. Um, I will say as well, um, there was an election in between all of this uh, that uh, Chittenden County had, and and uh, the state's attorney was reelected. Elections so, have consequences. Yeah, they do. And we are having conversations uh, in the legislature, and, and some of it uh, I haven't agreed with some of the direction they're moving in in terms of um, justice uh, reform. Um, but uh, but they are disagreements, and and we're we're making our case as well, and we're moving uh, in that direction, whatever direction it is. Uh, but I think people should get involved, and I think it should be done at the legislative level uh, to make sure uh, that there's some balance there. You know, we want to give people a uh, second chance, third chance, maybe even a fourth chance. Uh, but it, it can't be ongoing, uh, and and we have to. Uh, there has to be. Um, some responsibility uh, on the part of uh, our citizens uh, to do the right thing. And if, uh, you know, again, one, two, three, four chances uh, seems like enough. And Governor, so and Governor we, we can ask you also yeah, about, uh, about retail theft, a related issue there, um, because Burlington, but other towns are facing the same thing where there's just a group of people that continue to, businesses are taking huge losses and we have this sort of circular firing squad of one group points to the others and says it's the judiciary fault, it's the judge's fault, it's the state's attorney's fault, it's holes in the system, uh, the legislature needs to ch- change some laws. What are your thoughts on that? Does the legislature need to take a serious look on, on what may need to be strengthened laws or something? Because it, there are businesses that just can't seem to, con- just shouldn't have to even try to sustain the number of losses they're taking here. Yeah. Well, again, at the end of the day, uh, you know, who's really taking those losses? We are. <laughs> it's us. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and and businesses uh, shouldn't have to go through this. Uh, but at the, at the same time, they pass on those costs uh, to to those of us, the customers, um, because they, they don't have a, a magic, you know, bank account that they can keep drawing from. They're going to pass on those losses to us. Um, I, I just think we have to we have to think about, and it's it's collectively. It's not one entity in itself, but as a society, um, there has to be repercussions for your actions, uh, and you have to be held accountable. And and I think once you start letting people go on multiple multiple times, like there is there there there's no recourse, and and so why. Why would they? Um, so, why would they stop uh, if they can get away with it? So we can't. We can't. As a society, uh, we can't put up with that. Uh, we need to to follow through. Um, I think public safety is the highest priority of government, and um, we just need to to follow through on that and, and make sure that we're um, we're seeing those those through. You had some ideas that you put out during the campaign last year 
in regard to public safety, and one of them actually involved the attorney general's office. Where where does all that stand? Well, probably we've had a you know a new a newly elected uh, attorney general. I, I would say that you ought to have her on and and talk about these issues and uh, where we go from here. Uh, because again, it's a it's a collective response on the local level on the state level, federal level, federal level. We're doing our part. We're trying to uh, in, in terms of uh, working with our federal partners uh, to try and uh, stem the, uh, the influx of, of drugs and drug trafficking in Vermont. Uh, it's, it's, it's a constant, constant effort, um, but we, we're not letting up. Uh, we're going to, to make sure that we do our part. Uh, to make sure that uh, that uh, we can close off uh, that uh, that source um, as best we can, and, and it's and again that's not the total answer by any means, uh, but but we'll do what we can uh, to do our to do our due diligence right. there I, as well. I want to go back to some of the cleanup efforts in just a moment, but just it it harkens back to um, you you have been trying to appoint judges. Uh, some legislators have criticized you as saying that you. I think Kay Sharam was one of them saying that you appointed judges that were more law and order type judges. Um, and she said it in a critical way. Some of us actually like that idea. <laughs> but how do you respond to that criticism? Are you trying to appoint judges that are that are that are actually tough on crime? Well, I'm trying to appoint uh, judges uh, who are balanced and uh, uh, understand the difference. Uh, but at the end of the day, follow through on on the laws we have on the books. And hold people accountable, right. and, and 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 seeing the difference, you know, giving it, giving somewhere a break, um, and, uh, and and trying to set them on on a, a new path in life, um, and those that are just so much recidivism uh, that um, we need to to make sure that they're they're held accountable. So, you know, there's a balance there, but uh, but at the end of the day, I, I just think we need uh, to make sure we put judges in place that are going to follow through on the law. So fair to say compassion, but not at the, not at the expense of public safety. Would that be Yeah. Public safety is the highest priority of government. Like I said, I mean, it's just something we have to adhere to. Governor, let's uh, getting back to the cleanup effort. You announced uh, a couple of new initiatives yesterday. Can you talk about those? Well, this, uh, this all stemmed from uh, Ernie Bach. Uh, He's the, uh, owner of New England Subaru. He doesn't own the, the dealers. Uh, those are all franchised and they're, they're privately owned. Uh, but uh, but he is the distributor for New England. And the, him and his family have been for probably 50 years now. Um, so he uh, he wanted to, to help. Uh, he's been a, a great proponent of Green Up Day and other efforts uh, along the way. He helped us during Irene. Uh, and uh, he called and said, you know, I want to I want to do something to help Vermont. I love Vermont. Uh, it's been good to us and and we want to want to get back. Uh, so he made a commitment of uh, $250,000 and he said, you know, I'd like to spread it out as best we can to help as many people as we can. Uh, but we want to make sure that we're, uh, you know, Vermont continues to be the pristine area that we know and love. And so um so we thought we'd we'd uh, begin by trying to make sure that we're we're helping clean up from the effort because not all of it is is uh, is uh, covered by FEMA, 
And uh, so we thought about this cleanup day. Uh, this Think of it as another version of green up day, only it's going to be in the fall. Um, so it can be an effort where you know, you're picking up roadside litter, uh, but it also can be going into some of these communities and helping your neighbors and helping people uh, recover. Uh, there's still a lot to do and a lot of handwork to do and a lot of areas that need need help. So uh, he committed to that, um, but as well, uh, he he wanted to to make sure that the the most vulnerable, those in the the mobile home community, uh, were helped out. And I described what we went through during Irene and what we're seeing today. And he said, I want to make sure that we we help them in any way we can. So he committed another hundred thousand to that. And then he wanted to uh, to to get involved with whatever's left, the fifty thousand. Uh, to the, uh, the Vermont Strong Plates, which uh, divvies up the money uh, between the Vermont Community Foundation uh, and uh, and as well business grants uh, that we've already set up the BGAP grants. Uh, so, so, so he wanted to to do that, and then all of a sudden we were talking <laughs> a little bit before uh, as we were going uh, going to start the press briefing, and uh, he has a, a vast interest in in music. Uh, he was. Uh, he opened. He had a rock band called Ernie and the Automatics, and he <laughs> opened for Deep Purple. Uh, many of the younger folks in in the press uh, conference didn't didn't know who Deep Purple was, but he opened <laughs> he opened for them, and uh, so he and he graduated from the Berkeley uh, School of Music. So he has a, a vast interest there, and he wanted to know how could he help kids. Uh, with uh, music and arts, and and I told them that we had a lot of learning loss and socialization issues and so forth due to the pandemic, and so all of a sudden he just pops up at the end and said, "I'm going to give another hundred thousand uh, for wow. that." Now we don't know where it's going to go yet exactly, uh, but we'll come up with a plan that works for him, and uh, we'll distribute that because it it could be uh, it'd be well well used, well served uh, by. Vermont kids. That's great, that Governor. Great. We're just about out of time, but we'll let, let's. There's one caller that would uh, would like to get to before we wrap up. Let's go sure. to the phones quickly. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Yeah, I'll try to be real quick, guys. Governor, good morning. Two part question. In your dealings over the years with Burlington Mayor Miro Weinberger, have you ever seen anything that would convince you that he is a white supremacist? And part two. Are you afraid that if you say that he isn't, that you will be called one, too? And, Governor, <laughs> I'm sure you follow the news where uh, we, there was an audit done in Burlington of Taisha Green, the former equity, equity director who had a problem with Minneapolis, and now uh, several people have come out and called uh, the mayor a white supremacist, including the former director. Yeah, I, I can say my dealings with, uh, with the mayor uh, have been um, have been positive. I, I've never witnessed uh, anything that he's said or done from my standpoint um, that would lead me to believe he's a white supremacist. Um, but you know, I understand uh, they have their issues in in Burlington. We'll let that uh, work its way through. But uh, but again, my dealings with him have been always been good, positive, and uh, look forward to working with him again. All right. Thank you so much, Governor Phil Scott. We appreciate you being on the morning drive and giving us an update on all those important issues and uh, uh, keep up the good work. Thanks very much. Thanks for coming in today, sir. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we have a little fun. We're going to have some fun because Elvis may be gone, but he's in the house. He's in the house and 
We got some uh, fun prizes. It'll be a good time. Right here on News Talk WVMT.